0: Welcome to the Off Plan On Air podcast, a podcast by Excelsior Real Estate in Dubai with your host, Nick Grasik.
1: Hello, good morning, good evening, welcome back. Uh, This is Off Plan On Air and we've now just hit our 10th birthday, episode number 10. Morning, fellas, how are you? Happy birthday. Thank you. We're moving up in the world. I know. Topic for the morning... Why do we feel that most estate agents fail at their job? And why is it that real estate agents are constantly made fun of?
2: Well, the second part we can answer right away. They probably look like mad. Oh, good start. right out the gate this morning.
0: I I was gonna say, well, the first part answers the second part, right? (laughs) Go on, elaborate. This should
1: be fun. Well, what's the the first question? The first part. Oh, have forgotten it already. First, question, first part of the question is, why is it most estate agents fail at their job? Okay, so what's the second question? Why are they being made fun of? There you go, the first question, <laughs> their job. Yeah.
0: First question <laughs> answers the second question.
2: I, just from experience, in, and not just working in real estate, but being on the other end, being a purchaser, an investor, when you deal with estate agents, any country, anywhere in the world, the tendency to go a little too salesy and pushy and just throw a bunch of stuff on the wall, see what sticks would be a primary driver for forcing me away from that relationship. If I go to invest, I want someone who understands me as an individual, how I'm different, what I'm looking for and how closely can they deliver. Nothing's going to be perfect unless I decide to build it myself, even then. But if I'm looking to purchase something, I want it to at least meet the top one, two or three variables that I have, or at least present something that you've done some research on and figured it out. Otherwise, when we get ones, how about this? How about this? How about this? How about this? And none of them are even close to my budget or have any of my top variables on them. I they even fail switch. to listen to people. Better way to put it, more concise.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of it's down to inexperience, right? Um, and unfortunately, um, not that there's anything bad of being young and wanting to make it in the world, but a lot of these- Were you young ones? But a lot of these, <laughs> a lot of these young guns come out to Dubai and you know they treat it as a bit of a holiday, right? They don't treat this as a, a full-time career. Um, so they haven't got any experience in sales. They don't understand sales. They don't understand managing people. Um, so they're just all over the place. And then unfortunately that gives the, the people that do want to make a career and have got experience, um, they all get
1: tarnished with the same brush. But what I will say to counter that, and I love just playing devil's advocate is that when you are in a marketplace and look, speaking as old father time in my rickety old rocking chair, um, I've seen a considerable number of people, consultants, of various ages, it's it's fair to say, come out to Dubai believing that the streets were paved with gold and it hasn't worked out for a variety of different reasons and and fortunately haven't haven't gone back to their their, their country of origin. Um, What I will say is that when you're in a marketplace, as we are, where a high percentage of the practitioners, the brokerages themselves and the brokers who work within those companies are not listening to clients. They're not taking or paying attention. They're not trying to service the requirement of their buyer. When at least half of the market are failing to do that, it makes your job much easier to stand out from the crowd by actually
2: doing the basics. I I agree. It's people that come out thinking, you said paved of gold, that think all they have to do is message one or two people and they get their first deal, they close it, and that's how easy everything is. Sure, some come a little quicker than others, but it is easier to differentiate yourself, but I think harder to break down that initial barrier. People hear it immediately and you have to really work on, it doesn't take much time. It's, It's very easy to see if someone's authentic or not, but that initial conversation, it is much more challenging Because of that 50, 60, whatever percentage it is, that come here and think they can just say whatever and and earn a quick buck and go home.
1: And that's gonna be, I mean, you know, in terms of the number of people who are moving here at the moment and moving into real estate, the entry barrier is relatively low. I know of your pulse, that's it. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, I know of a number of of real estate companies that will employ to an extent pretty much anybody, because there is very little risk associated to the business if that person doesn't succeed. As a company owner, you have the upfront costs in terms of sponsoring somebody, paying for their visa, if indeed they do, that the financial risks for a real estate company to employ a fee-earning broker are relatively low. And there is such a burgeoning desire at the moment within You know, a a demographic that I would say is early 20s through to early 30s because of the potential rewards here. There are so few markets, regardless of whether it's in real estate or not, that can offer such potential upside as what real estate does here in Dubai at the moment. So there's a huge attraction, there's a huge draw for people coming from all types of nationalities and parts of the world to move into real estate. Now, As a result of those companies employing 10, 15, 20 people on a monthly basis, there is going to be a finite amount of resources that the management team can provide to those trainees. So there's almost an element that, you know, it's not the fault of the 24, 25 year old individual that moves out here because they're not given a sufficient amount of time, support. Training, mentorship, call it what you call it what you will.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, that that is one element to it, of course. Um, but then I've seen the other side I've been with a lot of these young brokers who they don't realise that, you know, you need hard, hard work. Hard work never fails, in my opinion. Right. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. So I've sat in office. Well, you'll know <laughs> you were the boss of my old company. And there were 10 people that would start at the beginning of the, the month. And most of the month, they would sit around not doing anything. You know, you, if you're going to come into the office and you want to make a career, you've got to come in. You've got to start hitting the phones. You've got to start working hard. Um, otherwise, you, you're just setting yourself up to fail. A lot of people come out here like I just touched on it then and just think it's a holiday. It's not. If you want to, if you want to work, you've got to work hard. This isn't an easy job. It's a, it's a, it's a very hard job. Um,
2: you said that you're going to lose some people because they're not enough resources i think yeah sure there's a guy that probably had talent a guy or or lady that that had some promise and talent and was willing to work hard that just got pushed aside without a lack of resources joined the wrong company but i think that's the exception i think the rule would be they hire 12 people because they know 10 or 11 aren't going to work they're not suited for the role they they're not willing to work for the role whatever it may be
1: what do you guys think that we are so open to so much ridicule uh, because we're easy targets, right? Why,
0: why are we easy targets? Well, because we are. Because people only need you when they need you, right? And when they don't need
1: you, they'll. they'll... But you can say the same with a solicitor. You can say the yeah, same. They've with a got just as bad. <laughs> <laughs> Fair.
2: But bad example. Um, yeah, solicitors are just as bad. But doctor, you're right. You only see them.
0: Yeah, because doc- doctors. Uh, you can't slag like, off a doctor, can you? Come on, let's be honest. <laughs>
2: they have a little more prestige in there but to make it through all that university you have to have some kind of intellectual capacity or emotional intelligence and in in real estate you come you can show up day one your first job out you could be exhibit one your honor listen to our previous (laughs) podcast with but we
0: are easy targets right like i said we you know people just they only they only want to talk to us and and be nice to us or answer the phone to us when they need us. If they don't need us, then there's there's very little people out there that are, that are you know. It's already a limi- to limited, deal with.
2: limited interaction. They only need us. They only call us when they need us. It's usually one or two messages or one or two phone calls, and it's a short window to make an impression. And if a majority of these people aren't experienced in sales and customer service or account management, they're just buffoons. That
1: yeah, there's definitely a preconception, and rightly so. I would argue. You get the Uh, guy, the people that wear the
2: excessively extravagant suits. And I think this is a
1: big factor. So again, old father time speaking, I come from a generation, look, I mean, I've been as wide as a house in terms of a state agency, in terms of my my attitude. Um, You go back to when I was in my twenties and I had the big fat tie, the big wide knot, literally as wide as my face. (laughs) It had to be the biggest thing that I could possibly do. Estate agents have always had that air of extravagance, arrogance. Arrogance, most definitely. Um, but I, I don't you I, need I, that though.
2: Sorry. Don't you need a little bit of that narcissistic air to grind it out and beat everybody else in a sales well, world? You, 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 you've got to tenacity. Yeah. It doesn't have to cross over into arrogance. But you need some level, and that's going to breed a kind of person that's edges that line.
1: I've never worked in a real estate. I've worked in real estate in the UK and in Australia, and I've never come across egos like what I have here. That's awesome. Apart from in this office. Oh, everyone's down to earth here. We just, yeah, of course. Except when you, when you, yeah. We have a new guy. It's kind of, kind of weird, but yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Also, I will just touch on why people have such a bad perception of us. Is because they're constantly hounded by us, right? So most of the time, we're just anno- annoying to them because they don't, they're not looking to buy a house, they're not looking to sell a house, but they're getting called five times a day by estate agents. So this is another reason and why- And the people
2: who are doing that kind of sales and doing it in an unprofessional, over-the-top manner are the ones that have that image generally yeah because if you're getting a couple calls from from matt you think no matt i'm not interested matt will say okay we totally understand that let us know when you are looking and we'll we'll remove you from this list for the time being whereas some people just send you another one the next day and the next day and those are the ones wearing the fat knotted ties the purple suits with green pants renting a, a crazy car that have that bad image and that's the one that they get interacted with the most yeah i think you're completely right for once I, i'm 100 percent on board matt
0: thank you so we're all tarnished with that broth, right, unfortunately. I think that will gradually change, though.
2: I mean,
1: you know, we'd, 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 you're going back to the boiler room days. And I used to own a company which was very much a boiler room culture. That's going the way of the dodo now. You know, I mean, with, with Rira, with the land department, with them managing how much interaction brokers have with the general public. And when I say that, I mean the cold calling, the spamming. Um, there are serious repercussions now for companies that are doing that. And for repeat offenders, it's significant. So I do think that you will naturally see as the market matures, bearing in mind it's only 20 years old, you know, you would never get away with some of the practices that I've seen over the years. You'd never get away with them in the UK or Australia. And it wouldn't just be the ombudsman that will be managing you. It would be your peers in terms of your competition. It would definitely who do be those the cl- Who public. do those
2: countries attract? It's a different kind of person. Dubai still has that flashy image. The people that are attracted to coming here more than just seeing the birds and shopping, the ones that want to come live, some of them will be attracted through the cars, the fancy brunches, the suits and these things. And those kind of people, there's some part of that demographic will inevitably drift to real estate and that's just yeah it's a perfect combination there and why you see it more in dubai than i think you see in australia uk the the type the type of average person here is slightly different and catered more to that instagram flashy style for the time being
1: yeah and i think you know i i, I do take into account that an element is going to be my age because 85 i do yeah 85 but yeah um i do recognize now more so previously that there is a fine line between projecting success and then pulling up outside somebody's house in a Ferrari to to to, to show Miranda house two
2: tone gradient coloured Ferrari rented with a suit that matches your Ferrari and socks that match the interior of your Ferrari. I can't
1: experience. think of a worse image to project at the moment. To be perfectly honest.
2: Yeah, especially
0: if you're only showing like a two hundred and fifty thousand dirham studio, <laughs> 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 and your car's worth more than it. <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, and I think also, as we talked about in earlier podcasts, as this market matures and goes to more of a true financial real estate one, not just a Wild West or Wild East, depending on where you're coming from, it, as it grows and matures, you'll see more of a refined, elegant manner to it that truly do more of investments and consultancy than not just your flashy, buy this now and I'll add another diamond to my, my chain or something.
1: I mean, I, mean I, 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 I prefer real estate here to where I've worked before because there was always a sense of it being he a little
2: the, He could wear the suit in the Ferrari here. You yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: It is much more dynamic here, and that's an awful corporate buzzword to use, but it is the, probably the, 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 the most appropriate. I've worked in UK real estate where the brokers, the consultants get a basic salary and then a minuscule commission. They're not as incentivized as people who work in this marketplace here. Now, there is definitely a fine line there between overstretching and harassing people. And there's a level of professionalism that needs to be, or that needs to curtail that behavior but it is so much more active here it's so much more active here than what it was in Australia as well because the rewards are potentially much greater but I also think there's a much more can-do culture here in Dubai than what I've seen in other real estate markets because the rewards are so big yeah fellas anything else that you want to throw in any side shots at- no I think we can uh, I think we're going to be civil today okay
2: yeah yeah, it's changed the pace. I like it. Have a wow. great day, mate. Have a great
1: day. I even surprised myself on that one. Okay, good. Fellas, thank you for your time this morning.